Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am one of your hosts, Casey O'Brien, and I am joined by my cool dude, good friend, who I haven't seen in what feels like decades. Patrick Mallon, how are you, Patrick? Case doing all right, still reeling from the embarrassment of going out in public with a half-shaved face, looking like a freak of nature. So, so you actually went out in public? Yes, I went out in public for a full day with a half-shaved face. Is that true? Yes. I didn't realize you were going to do that. Yeah, well, I thought that people would put the screws to me if I just did it. At, what, what's the point of just doing it at home? and just do it for five wow, seconds. Wow, Patrick, that, what sacrifice you have made for the fart fart heads and the patrons specifically. The patrons wow. deserve this. They've, they're putting, they do. They're putting forth they uh, do. Their, their hard-earned money, their time. Uh, so there will be uh, footage forthcoming exclusively oh, for I patrons. Can't. Exclusively, I will be editing it. Editing this, I assume. Uh, e- well, I could edit it, and then you could. No, I'll it- edit okay. it. I'll put some cool transitions. Okay, I'll- I did. I did uh, time lapse though, so I don't know how much there is to really do. Okay, like, well, maybe I'm excited. Just, to- maybe just put in some funny music or something. Who are you with? I was by myself, and then well, I was by myself during the shaving. Oh my and then- god, what a fucking freak! And, I was by- uh, and you were uh, yeah, I'm, I'm- but out and about. I mean, out and about I was with Leah. We went to Armadillo Den. Uh, this, oh, this this bar in South God. Boston, <laughs> and what was her reaction? Or is that in the video? Uh, no, it's not in the video. She was um less than enthused. I see. I don't think she liked it. Um, mm. do you think? <laughs> it, I think do she you found think this hurt your relationship. I was I was apprehensive that it was going to have an adverse effect on our relationship. On but your I, relationship? Yeah, okay. I was. I mean, once she once I saw the look on her eyes. When she saw my face, I immediately regretted the decision to do this. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, Dating's tough, you know. Um, but I think we'll get through it. And uh, okay. I shaved it off, and, and now I'm okay. clean and smooth. Looking, do you like... What's your preferred facial hair length? I'm really into the mustache that I've had a few times over the past really? year or so. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's what people find most attractive when you are mustachioed? Um, maybe not uniformly. Um, I've gotten some good feedback on it. Leah liked the mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably be bringing that back, but it's going to take a while because it grows faster on the sides of my face than it does above yeah. my lip. You know, I can grow a full beard, but it takes a while for it to all come in nicely. It comes in mm-hmm. unevenly and there's a... You used to have a mustache. A, yep. I've done a mustache. I've done a full beard. I've done it all. Have I seen you with a full beard? I don't know. When was the last time you did I've it? Done do you remember? It like four years ago. I must have seen it. I guess I don't remember it. It was immediately before I had a mustache the last time. Oh, so, so remember I had, remember I had a mustache at your bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Right before that, I had a full beard. Okay. Yeah, I like the mustache a lot. Actually, has Thank Trisha you. seen the mustache? You know who, yes, and she does not like oh, it. She put the kibosh on it. She put the big kibosh, <laughs> and I, you know, she has to look at it more than I do. So that's true. That's fine. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's fine. So, yeah, how are you um, Patrick, doing, Case? elated about the shaved. Uh, we were all, you know, and we want to thank our patrons because we needed to get to 45 patrons before the end of the year, and we did it. We did. And I wasn't sure we were going to. It came down to I the should wire. Have never, I should have never had any doubt. Yeah. I'm sorry if you can hear there is a ice cream truck outside my window, but I'm not going to stop recording. I think it adds a kind of jovial... <laughs> 
fun atmosphere to the recording. It's a very delicate tingle. It's not obtrusive. Yeah, a delicate tingle. <laughs> um, it's also my signature but, sex move, the delicate tingle. Ew, yuck. <laughs> Patrick, that's gross. The delicate tingle? I don't like that at all. Just kidding. <laughs> it sounds like you're urinating. It sounds like a Trump move in Russia. Um, well, we're so excited about the shave. Thank you. And I'm excited to see this video, too. Yeah. And we have, some, about we have that. some photos of me looking rather despondent. At Very good. Love to hear Out that. in public. You can see humans in the background. Uh, staring. St- staring, vomiting. Oh, calling, my calling God. The police. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, you asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing good. Good, and good, I have good. some big news. Did I say this on a podcast already? You have I announced this? You did mention the big news, but let's provide an update for our listeners. I am du- I am no longer at Max Fun, and I am in my little limbo period right now. Feels pretty good. I start at the company Exactly Right on January 18th, and I don't know exactly what shows I'll be working on, but I'm very excited to be moving forward and upward in my podcasting producing career. Yes, I'm so. very excited for you. Very proud of Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, that's right. We had the whole proud we discussion. We had the whole proud Whether. discussion. Uh, so you are going to have, instead of a summer of George, you'll have a winter of Casey. Since you'll... A winter of Casey. Yes, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite time of year, weather-wise. I love when it gets really chilly in Los Angeles. And by really chilly, I mean in the 40s. But What about nice. in Minneapolis? Would this be your favorite time of year? No, it's too cold. It's okay. this is like the coldest time of the year. The Vikings game or the the Packers game in the Midwest was like ten below, and the Minnesota Wild did their Winter Classic outside hockey game, and it was like negative fifteen below or something. Have you been to a sporting event under those conditions? No, I never have. I've felt that being outside, but I can't imagine just standing still watching something with it being that cold. Yeah, that's that is what I was going to say. Like, how is that? fun like maybe the energy of the crowd and the i've gone skiing when it's been that cold but that's totally different to me because you're like moving right and sweat you know and you're yeah so yeah craziness 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 it's crazy uh patrick i see there's some other updates yeah here uh, shirts things so shirts uh since people kind of ordered these from a bunch of different locations hopefully this is the best way to update folks on them the shirts are done uh, they're completed. However, they're in San Diego, and I am in Austin. Uh, mm. So I'm going to be going back to San Diego on February 1st. Um, at- right at the beginning of? Oh, Farthouse Erotica Month. Part 2, Chapters 5, yes. 6, 7, 8. Which, Ooh, I like that, Patrick. Yes. I have a couple. I actually started a little document for us to talk about. Which I don't have will. a document, but I've... I- I was brainstorming today some, so okay, I'm excited cool. to launch that. But continue. Well, but now front. that you've mentioned Fart House, I just want to mention to those that are new to Fart House, and we have quite a few new listeners over the past couple months. Fart House Erotica. A few nubiles. We are nubiles. It is the most, for me, it's the most fun month of the pod. Patrick likes this month because he gets to see a lot of boobs <laughs> in movies. No, that's not why. It's Well, factors in. It's like 30% of why. Sure, but the other seventy. The, the conversation is just, is just so much richer. Yeah, the conversation. Oh, Patrick, is so much richer. I have I have a great suggestion for our recalibration episode too for that, that month. For that month, yeah. I have a couple good ones. Should we talk about it now or keep it a surprise? Let's talk about it now. Okay, because what's your suggestion? This will and I'll tantalize. Tell you mine. Wild things with Nev Campbell oh, and Denise that's Richards. Very good case. Here's mine. What Hold were you? On. Yeah, let me hear. Oh, this is going to be tough. We have really good ones. <laughs> We have Wild Things is very good. I also have um, 
Basic Instinct. Fuck. Yeah. Fatal Attraction. Okay. Or Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of <laughs> Shit. Oh man, that is so tough. We have some maybe good we ones. could maybe we could do a poll to our patrons. That's a really good idea. Whoa. You know what this is called right now? What? Synergy. Synergy. Yeah. So that's a great idea, Case. We'll do a poll to the patrons for which Fantastic. what they want to hear in February of those four. And see, this is a great reason that folks should become patrons of the farts. You can get in on that. Yes, you can have an opinion, and we'll listen to it, because if you are not a patron, we do not listen to your opinion. No, we don't care. We simply we don't. don't. Care. I mean, we care, we but do. we say, oh, that's, isn't that nice? And then we file that away in the garbage can. Yeah. You know, so. I just want to finish the shirt update. So basically, oh, yeah, shirt I want to update. thank everyone for their patience. No one has been, uh, I'm, I'm purposely not charging anyone until uh, we get those shipped out. So once I get ba- basically the week before late January, I'm going to contact everyone who expressed interest in a shirt and get their shipping info. Uh, Sounds good. And then uh, we'll get those out. And then all subsequent you, runs Patrick, will be uh, done in Austin, so we'll be able to ship those out much more quickly. Yes, very good. Thank you, Patrick, for handling all that. Yes. My um, Patrick. Yes. How was your New Year's Eve? It was fun. Uh, went to uh, my Jeff. So all the brothers were together. Me, Tom, and Snood Jeff. Snood and Reno. Snood and there? Reno, all in town. We went to Reno's friend's Whoa. house. We did a make your own pizza event. Uh, Morgatron was there. Jeff's girlfriend Allie was there. Leah was there. I don't there. like uh, make your own pizza events. Oh really? How come? What is? I'd rather just is? order. I'm not a professional pizza maker. I want. I'd rather order pizza. I don't disagree, but it was fun. Okay, yeah. well that's good. I'm glad to hear. I don't mean to shit on the little event. No, no, I don't. Reno put together, but <laughs> no, I I don't disagree with you. But it was a fun event. So yeah, we it, we made it. It, it kind of goes in lockstep with our anti potluck stance, mm-hmm. which you and I are both firmly anti. It does. I think pot, there's potluck. definitely so, there's some crossover. It's in the a Venn great diagram area there. Yeah. yeah. So how was um, yours? But it was good. Uh, Trisha cooked some. Really tasty, like spicy chili oil noodles. Shit, that sounds and bomb. We, we ordered dumplings from this kind of famous dumpling place called Mason's Dumplings in uh, Highland Park that were delicious. Cool. And I made French seventy fives. That sounds fantastic. Case. Then we we watched. What did we watch? We watched. I I remember the second movie we watched. Oh, we watched a zombie movie that was actually really. Oh, I'll get actually. I'll cover that in my letterbox rundown. Okay. I don't want to get into it right here. So, okay. but yeah, it was a good. Uh, it was. A did good, you guys make it till news. midnight? We did. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, Lee and I did not expect to make it till midnight, but we did. We got a second wind, and isn't it funny when you were a kid? It was like, oh my god, midnight is so late. Mm-hmm. It's like the. It is like it's the latest point in time. And existence. Yeah. It's like so hard to get to. But then when you're like in your 20s, you're like, midnight, that's like when I eat dinner. Yeah, it's like when you the know? night begins. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have, I've reverted to a childlike state. Yeah, we've come back it's, around it's where late. midnight yeah. is impossible. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we made it. And uh, Tommy that's was great. singing Sea Shanties by the end of the night. Uh, Who? Tom Snood. Snood was singing. Oh, exactly. My brother. Okay, Snood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And he did a fun little dance. Uh, oh, that's fun. To accompany the Sea Shanty. Um, very good so it was a blast happy new year everyone happy new year may this year be better than the last although i think 2021 was much better than 2020 that's just my opinion i had more fun in 2021 yeah i think it was better than 2020 overall patrick do we have some patrons we need to celebrate honor kiss upon their crowns we do case we have so we're going to cover a couple this week first up from israel 
We have... <gasps> Whoa, far away. I wonder if they got their fourth booster. Are they doing fourths in Israel right now? Or maybe it's like their fourth. They're 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 get they're experimenting with some more vaccines. Oh, very cool. So. Well, maybe um, uh, she can update us on her on her booster status. Yeah, or maybe she could send us some in the mail. Or, we yeah, could try you, it out too. Yeah. So it's uh, Rotem Plitman. Hopefully, I Hi, Rotem. pronounced that uh, correctly. Uh, Rotem Plitman from Israel. Um, Wonderful. And uh, her art house movie. Is the same as your wife Trisha's. Her favorite artsy fartsy <gasps> movie is Daisies. Daisies. Yes. Whoa. That's great. Daisies, we will do that yeah. on this what show. What did we give Daisies? A nine? I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. It is odd. Okay. And there's a lot of food in it. Maybe if we do a food month. Ooh, Patrick, the wheels are turning in my brain. A food right month now. would be good, or at least a. At least one food-based episode per year. No, there's tons of food art house movies. Tons, tons. Tom Popo, mm-hmm. uh, Babette's Feast. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm reeling right now. Okay, fantastic. Daisy's great choice. It gets a nine. Actually, I'm going to give it a nine point one. Okay, just because it's great. So, Rotem has been a listener for a long time, and when we finally oh, um, bless her launched heart. the Patreon, she uh, she hopped she right jumped on. on board. She jumped I on love board. that. Yeah. So, thank I you very that. much, Rotem. Thank you. Thank you so much, truly. We so appreciate you. Yeah. Um, and Patrick, who else we got on here? So up next, we have my Uncle Jay and my Aunt Susan Riley. Whoa. Who, you remember we had the discourse about whether or not I should say Auntie Susan anymore. It felt mm, weird to say Aunt I, Susan. And then I don't remember that too much. You don't remember this? It's I was like kind of. I kind of remember it. Yeah. So anyways, it's hard to remember all of your kind of uh, family politics that are going on. You know, who is who's considered a cousin and what have you. You know, yeah. no, no, I like to keep it pretty straightforward. It's not like yeah. the Sopranos. My, I okay, have real uncles, cool. and okay. if I say cousin, it's my first cousin. I see. I see. It's not like except this. for there is a cousin that is not that is a cousin on the other side. Right? Is there not? Yes, that's okay. Dan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, uh, um, so. Susan's favorite uh, art house film is The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. We should do that. I was just thinking about that movie. We should do that on the show. We should do that. Uh, I haven't seen it. What rating would you give it? I'm going to give it a 6.5. It's it's a musical, Patrick. Okay. Which I know you hate. I don't always and hate it them. Was, I loved uh, it's strong, Singing in the Rain. It strongly inspired the movie La La Land, mm. too. So. Which I did not hate. A lot of people hated La La Land. I liked it okay. I was like, well, when I saw it, it was at the height of people being like, this is the greatest movie ever made. Mm. And I was like, I think this is not that good. Yeah, it's and fine. Now I've kind of come, and then I think it got too much hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a weird movie to hate. It's it's pretty inoffensive, and it's pretty it's impressive. It's not about really made, anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Uncle Jay's favorite art house movie, which is a bit of a teaser for what we're about to discuss on this episode, is This is Spinal Tap. Oh, really? That's his favorite art house movie? That's his favorite art house movie. Whoa! So we are discussing that this episode. We're not going to give that an artsy-fartsy score just yet. Not and I yet. know we have our letterbox rundown to get into, so before we get into the letterbox rundown, I'm just going to quickly say, this episode is a Patron of the Farts-sponsored episode. Love that. Uh, my cousins, uh, Morty Woodwork, Sammy Lawboy, and Joey Joey Joey. Uh, I, I don't know what the nickname is for Joe. Uh, Ooh, Joe, without a nickname. No, Joe's got one. Uh, Joey, Joey Dad Boy, because he's a dad now. Joey Dad Boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. The three of them, Jay is their father, and for Christmas, they gifted him 
and a sponsored episode of Fart House. Wow. Isn't that That's sweet? That's incredible. That is incredible. The best gift any father could ever receive, I think. It's the most lovely gesture from a son to their Truly. father. Truly. Uh, from Love a child that. to parent. I'm sure it brought tears to his eyes. I don't think Jay's received a better gift. I mean, you, can, you look back at all the gifts Jay's received. Even like his own children. Right. I would say this is a better gift than the. I've met those guys. This is a better yeah, gift. Yeah, they're than cool, but I mean. So they're, yeah. Like, like <laughs> Jay's going to be telling his friends about this, not his kids. He's yeah, gonna be telling exactly. Them. He's going to open up his wallet and he's going to have a podcast <laughs> episode playing yeah, in there somehow. Like a QR code instead of sure. pictures of his kids, a QR code directly to this episode. Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you, Jay and Susan. Yes. I, I guess not. Well, I'm thinking everybody in the Riley Yeah, we're thinking family. the whole Riley family for supporting this episode and supporting the show (laughs) very good thank you um patrick before we get to letterbox rundown just a quick quick five-star review (gasps) from jfk pod la jfk jesus jfk pod la yeah favorite film podcast also the best theme song of any podcast i listen to pretty cool the hosts have a great rapport. Now, this is where I take a little bit of umbrage with this review. The hosts have a great rapport, and one of them actually seems fun to <laughs> hang out with. Now, Patrick, we have to assume they're talking about you. I don't think so at all. I think that is... Oh, I think that... No, you're... Obviously, you're the one no, that's fun to hang out that's with. that's not true. I think it's very yes, clearly it designed to split... To, like, drive a wedge between us. It, it has to... It's some sort of devious plot from a rival podcast... no i think this person knows us and is a fan and likes to throw a little you know meat into our pit as we you know tear and fight over it you know so patrick we really got we we really got to run through letterbox rundown here so why don't you go first okay i'm not gonna say too much because of what you just said we gotta go through quick home alone 2 lost in new york fantastic raising arizona leah's dad was college roommates with Ethan Cohen. Whoa. Said he would not have passed physics were it not for Ethan Cohen. Can we get a meet and greet with this guy? I will check with Leah's Are they father. in touch still? I don't think so, but I'll see what he can do. <sighs> I'm from Minnesota. It's a starting point. We're both from Minnesota. Yeah, we have quite a few. It's like six degrees of separation. We're we're pretty close. We're we're right we're right there. We're right on the precipice of meeting them. Uh so watch Raising Arizona. Watched Maybe you and I can talk about this later, but I watched Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Do you thumbs want to up, thumbs down. briefly? Yeah, I gave it thumbs down. <gasps> oh, I don't want to talk about well, it. Well, I gave it 2.5 out of 5. What? Okay, I really like that movie. Yeah, I could go see. On. I analogized it to like the uh, Broken Lizard stuff. Like it's like I can see how people find it broken funny. It's just lizard. Not, it's just not for me. Like how I people get it, like how like people like yeah, Super I, Troopers. I get it. Yeah. Um and then LA Confidential rewatched with Leah and then, oh, so much fun. Perfect way to end 2021 at the theaters. Went to go see Licorice Pizza at Alamo Draft House, And they actually did a Licorice Pizza. Uh, well, no, it wasn't gross because it was with fennel on it. It was like fennel oh, okay. and slow roasted peppers and fennel that's cool. sausage. That's, that's clever. And then they had an Alana Tini, which was a vodka Love and that. gin and dry vermouth martini with an olive and a lemon twist. Alana Tini. Alana Tini and licorice pizza. I loved it. It was just, I was in hog heaven. That sounds And really loved licorice pizza. So that's that's what I've been up to. I have a lot here because we haven't recorded in a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just going to blaze through these. Yeah, blaze through. To the 2012 version of Silent Night, bad. Uh, 
8-Bit Christmas. It's basically a remake of A Christmas Story. I am such a simp. Uh, I was an easy mark for this one. It takes place in the Midwest. Anyways, uh, then I watched this movie called Game Over, a.k.a. like Père Noël. It's a French movie, kind of like Home Alone, but like the Santa Claus, a Santa Claus breaks in and is murderous. It was pretty good. I liked it. It was scary. Okay, cool. The Princess Switch 3, Romancing the Star. This is the best one in the series so far. I love Vanessa Hudgens, and I think these movies are really stupid and fun. Matrix Resurrections. I gave it four and a half stars. I loved it. I thought it was really good. I love The Matrix. Okay. Uh, Have you seen it? No, I don't think I will. Okay. A Life Less Ordinary. Do you remember this movie from the 90s? It's with Ethan... The title sounds very familiar, but I couldn't conjure up It's with Cameron it. Diaz, and uh, it's directed by Danny Boyle, and it stars oh. Ewan McGregor. It was not good. It's very, oh, like a 90s quirky funny movie. The French Dis- Dispatch. I'd classify it as minor... Wes Anderson, but I thought it was really. Fun. I was very moved by French Dispatch. I liked it. I was moved. I'm not saying I wasn't moved, but I liked it. Uh, what then, did you? How many stars do you give it? Four. I get four. Okay. Then okay. Zombie for Sale, which is the zombie movie we watched on New Year's Eve. I loved it. It. I. This is my review. It's like Waking Ned Divine meets Little Miss Sunshine meets Night of the Living Dead. I thought it was really that good. Spectacular. That and I think really it's good. on Netflix. It's what year some, did it come out? 2019. I right, really cool. enjoyed zombie it. Zombie for sale. Yeah, zombie for sale. Or it's on Excellent. Prime, I think. It was good. Then that cool. night, I also watched Poseidon. You remember that movie, Poseidon? It's terrible. From the 70s? Uh, they did a remake in 2006 with Kurt Russell. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the original is Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. And I didn't see the remake. <laughs> the remake was bad, but I had a great time. And then What I watched, compelled you to watch that? It was New Year's Eve. It's a New Year's Eve movie. It and, is? Yeah, oh. it is. Flips upside down on New Year's Eve. Uh, it's a stupid movie I was like there are so many things I could have done to make this movie better without any money like lines of dialogue that would have just like helped this movie uh, and then I watched this movie called Francis Ferguson it's a little indie darling movie you don't have to be so angry when you haven't heard of something <laughs> that's not angry that's a playful what the fuck, what is, the fuck is that, is that? No, I haven't heard of that it's like what the fuck is that that's cute it's a it's narrated by um, uh, Nick Offerman and it's just kind of a delightful uh, kind of dry indie comedy about a female teacher who has sex with a young male student, and mm. uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. good. I liked it. I really enjoyed this. Very. That deadpan. sounds like one of your fantasies that you disclosed Shut to up. me when we first that, met. That is. <laughs> this is a lie. I've, I have not. Had, I did not disclose that to Patrick. Have I had those fantasies? Mm. All right, Patrick. We got to move on here. Yeah, well, let's get to the meat of the episode. The meat. Okay, Patrick, this is Fart House. We watch the artsiest fartsiest film so that you can pretend that you did, which is why we're doing This is Spinal Tap today, which is a gift to Jay Riley. Yes, and can I actually, there's an anecdote I forgot to tell about Jay Riley that's quick and funny. So, uh, Michael Jay has been a great supporter of the podcast, and I can't tell tell him how much I appreciate it. And back in August, uh, we (laughs) were... We were at uh, Matt and Perry's wedding. It was the day after the wedding. And we were like, it was like this day after brunch. We were sitting at the cidery. And Uncle Jay was being so sweet. He was telling these these two guys who I think were kind of like, were relatives of the bride's side. Uh-huh. And they were younger, like probably like late teens. Um, Kind of on like, you know, the, the more nerdy side. Sure. And And Jay was talking about one of his favorite features of the pod is our running joke, how my brother Jeffrey... Uh, because he doesn't listen, 
there's no proof that he is not a virgin. <laughs> oh, um, Jay likes that. Oh, Jay loves I love this. this. <laughs> so Jay, in talking about Fart House, was talking to these two relatives of the bride yes. about how funny this bit was about how my brother is a virgin. <laughs> And, and what was their reaction? Yes. So uncomfortable. Ah! <laughs> they did not laugh. Uh, they didn't really respond. Uh, and Jay was laughing. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> and then the next day, I drove back down to Atlanta from Lexington with, with my Uncle Jay and my Aunt Susan. <laughs> and Jay <laughs> says to me, he's like, he's like, you know, Patrick, I was thinking, like, I think they might have been virgins. <laughs> As I... <laughs> That's why they He's found like, no comedy so- <laughs> in it. And I was like, Jay, I kind of thought the same thing as you were telling them about your favorite bit uh, from the show. And then you're just dying laughing because Jay was going on and on about his favorite bit. It was my brother's a virgin. Oh, man, that's really good. <laughs> well, like this endears to me to Jay even more. I love that. <laughs> it was so great. Uh, it was really funny. Anyway, so this episode... Sponsored by the Riley Brothers. Love that. Uh, my cousins has a gift for my Uncle Jay. And it's this is Spinal Tap. I love it, Patrick. And, you know, we talked about, like, is this art house? And it is. It certainly is an art house movie. It is such a small, like, there's there. this is a small, like, indie film when it came out, you know? Yes. So. And we both did a lot of, because I think there are preconceived notions about, I don't know, maybe in my head. But I feel like some people... Don't they don't think of an art house movie can be as out and out hilarious and it's like comedy yeah. is almost precluded from art house. I feel like some people would. Well, say. when this came out, none of these guys were famous, really. No. And none of them. I, I mean, Rob Reiner, I don't think had done. He anything. was he had been an all in the family as an right, actor. But he but hadn't he, done Princess Bride or no. anything. And so that like this was a very small movie when it came out. Did you know it was all filmed in Los Angeles? I didn't know that, but there is a scene where it takes place in there's a scene that oh, there's a scene that takes place in Atlanta and it's very clearly downtown Los Angeles yeah. on Sixth Street in yeah. downtown LA. And I, I turned to Lee, I was like, That's LA. I can tell. Couldn't sneak one past me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Patrick, I have to ask you, do you own this movie and have you seen it before? Yes. And yes. Wow. However, I could, could I, not find it. I could not find my copy, in your so crypt. I had, to, I had to buy it on Amazon for four ninety nine. I also I own, had to buy it. Yes, I now own this is Spinal Tap and Lamb streaming copies. Of both. Which one do you think you're more likely to watch again? This is Spinal Tap. Yes, yes, I I think so too. Um, when what, what's your relationship with this movie? When's the first time you saw it? So my relationship with this movie is when. When all the cousins and I, when Joe and I were around like 12, Joe 13, Dad Boy, correct? Yeah, Joey Dad Boy. When Joey Dad Boy and I were like 12, 13, Morty Woodwork and Snood were like, I don't know, 10, 11. And Jeff Arino and Sammy Lawboy were two years younger than that. We all watched Best in Show and we were obsessed yes. with Best in Show. And so much so that we made. It's it's our follow our sophomore effort to Saving Private Malin. Ah, we we made. I haven't heard about this film in your oeuvre. Yeah, we, we made, and this one I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I think this DVD is in better shape, so okay. I will try and upload this for our Patreons. Uh, we did a follow up film called A Real Long Shot, 
And it's about six different people competing in this basketball tournament trying to... I, I can't even... Just, it's complete nonsense. And Casey, guess how long it is? Is it longer than this movie? No, no, no. How long is it? Uh, 48 minutes. It's 48 minutes? Oh, my God. It is awful. It is so... <laughs> there must just atrocious. be really long scenes like just of goofiness happening. It's so ridiculous, but we thought we were the funniest kids that sure, ever existed. Because sure. we were so inspired by Best in Show. I'll upl- I actually edited a trailer for it at uh, the time, so I'll, I'll post the trailer. Please do. I on can't Patreon. wait. <laughs> Who's kind of the standout actor of your cousins I think you? Sammy Lawboy is the really? standout actor. Really? Wow. Yeah, he plays... Um, so basically there's three people that are playing that are supposed to play in the tournament and there's three people that are that are like trainers. So Sam plays my trainer. I see. And interestingly, my character's name is Nigel, which is the name of Christopher Guest's character yes, and wow. this is Spinal Synergy. Tap. And you hadn't seen that at that time. No, I hadn't seen it at the time. And Sam's character was Ted Ted Ruth. So Sammy Lawboy plays Ted Ruth. <laughs> and he's about half my size because he's nine or ten years yes. old at the time and you're like 13 or 12 <laughs> yeah and i'm like 13 14 like just hitting puberty <laughs> that's so great you know it's funny so, i i um i remember at our friend our mutual friend dan o'brien his college graduation pat o'brien his older brother put together all of the videos that Dan made as a kid, like when he was 12 and stuff. And Dan was like in hell because it's like Dan acting like a person with down syndrome on the video and stuff. And Dan's like, what the fuck? Why did you, why did you bring this? And it's like, so hilariously like outlandish. Sammy Lawboy's performance is is borderline in terms of its. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm uh, sure it is. There's aspects of it that haven't aged. I, well. I was going to ask that if they if this has aged well. No, um, Sam Sam may contest the posting of this, but I feel like at nine years old, it might hurt his political career, Patrick. May, he's yeah, not in blackface no way he's or anything. For judge after this. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, Spinal uh, so Tap. So then I watched this is Spinal Tap. Okay. Uh, absolutely loved it. Thought it was just the funniest you know what? thing ever. I feel like when I first saw this, I was probably 13, and I don't think I got it. Mm, that's how it felt when I first watched Big Lebowski. I didn't watch, I didn't like the Big Lebowski yeah, when I first saw I feel it. Like, when I was 12 or 13, I didn't like it. And then I saw this again. Actually, I don't know if I've seen it again until I watched it last night, and... Patrick, Holy shit. I was rolling on the fucking ground. Oh, I was so lolling, funny. Patrick. It was it's so, so funny. Can I tell you a moment that made me think of you? It only happened once in the movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you have a guess of the moment that made me think of you? For some reason, I was like, this is something Patrick would do. Well, there's one. No- I, I Looking at the outline here, there's a note that I saw. Is oh, it about the you sandwiches? did. Yes, it's the sandwich You scene. think I would do that? Look, this. This miniature bread. It's like... I've been working with this now for about half an hour, and I can't figure out. Let's say I want a, mm-hmm. a bite, right? You've got this. You'd like bigger bread? Exactly. I yeah. don't understand how you it's could like. You fold a... this, though. I mean, you well, fold no, it. then it's half the size. No, not that... the bread. You can fold the meat. Yeah, but then, it, then it breaks bread. up, it breaks oh, no, apart no, no, no. like you this. You put it on the bread like this, see? But then if then you then keep it's... folding it, it keeps breaking. Well, why would you keep and then you everything has to be folded. Where you're like upset that the bread wasn't the right size for the meat. <laughs> that scene was really funny to me. I related to that scene too. I was like, yeah, that would really piss me off if the bread was too small for the meat. 
so I remember almost every iconic funny scene from that movie. Like, yeah. like while I was watching it, I was waiting for everyone. But that scene I had completely forgotten about how Nigel keeps, he keeps <laughs> like the folding. manager is, he keeps folding. He's like having a meltdown over the bread. And he's like, if I fold it, it breaks in half. And he's like, I don't want this to affect it. Well, I love it because it's like the so manager. It's a joke. It's a joke. The, the manager comes over and he's like, Nigel, I heard you are unhappy with the accommodations. He's like, well, I don't even know where to start here. It's just like, <laughs> look at this. And you think he's going to talk about like the stage production or something, but he's so upset about this little meat sandwich tray and the bread being too small. Oh, that's so funny. I forgot about and that too. it's so too. funny because then the manager, so it's like these tiny little pieces of bread and like these cold cuts that are bigger than the bread. So the manager's like, well, just fold the cold cut and then you can put and then just fold it underneath it. the tiny bread. And then Nigel just keeps folding the bread so that it's breaking. Yeah. It's just it's a joke, man. It's a joke. And it's he's like, it's got, I mean, calm it's down, Nigel. It's all right, it's a- Nigel. It's all right. It's like trying to bring him down. That scene, I just I could see you being upset with the size of the bread. At, I feel like if we were out, I could see you doing that. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, in your defense, I, yeah, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't act like Nigel. No, but I, but I think you would be like, what the fuck is this? What is going on with this bread? I could just see that's, it. Well, a lot of people have that. Sometimes bread is too small for sandwiches. You I take agree. a bite and I shit agree. squirts out the other side. That, yes. I, uh, this goes, I think sandwiches and burgers are a lot of time are made too big. Is that a crazy mm-hmm. thing to say? Because I don't no. like the kind of burgers where I have to like unlock my jaw to take one bite. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate it. And I hate where you have to like, you have to like strategically squeeze the back of your burger yes. and the sides while you take a bite so that nothing is ejected from yes. every yes. single... That's why I'm a big fan of this smash burger craze that's been sweeping it, the Casey, nation. I was going to say the same thing. Every bite is consistent. And it's it goes in, it's easy to eat. Wow, mm-hmm. Patrick, we are really locked in today. Yeah, we're um, super locked in. Uh, but And this is Spinal Tap foresaw that. Yes, it truly did. Well, a brief synopsis about this movie. It's a mockumentary uh, that follows the one of English's loudest bands, Spinal Tap. The band members are played by Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, and Harry Shearer. All American men, but all playing British people. And it satirizes rockumentaries like The Last Waltz and Don't Look Back and stuff like that. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think this is out of... I don't think this is inappropriate for me to say. I feel like this has single-handedly influenced all of comedy, comedic television that's out right now. I think it's the, one of the most influential comedy films or any sort of... It's one of the most influential pieces of comedy of all time, I think. Because I, we wouldn't have The Office without this. We wouldn't have, like, Arrested Development or the Trailer Park Boys, you know, those sort of, like, mockument. I feel like it... It's sort of in a lot. It didn't invent the mockumentary, but it made it what it is today. I feel like. What is the earliest known mockumentary? Do you well, know? I know that uh, the stupid Monty Python guys did Meet the Ruddles, which was a fake documentary about like a fake Beatles band. Do you remember mm. that? Wait, why do you say stupid Monty Python guys? I know mm. John Cleese is an asshole now, but do you not like Monty Python? I don't. I don't really. I don't really like Monty Python. You never did. I never. I. I. That's one I didn't get. Maybe it needs mm. a revisit for me. Uh, if you didn't, I don't. Th- well, I don't know. Maybe you'd like it now. But John Cleese is a piece of shit. But back then, I loved. I loved. John Monty Cleese Pines. is just like get off Twitter, you fool. Yeah, it's like, dude, just fucking log off, dude. Log, log off. off. There's something wrong with like British liberal 
maybe he's not even liberal, but like I just feel like there's like British creatives that feel like they need to say mean things about trans people. I don't know what it is going on over there. Fix get yeah, it. Get it's it very over strange. There. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, very influential film, and it holds up. My God, it's still so funny. So fucking funny. Like it's <laughs> there's like. It's pretty like nonstop with yeah. With it's the bits. nonstop, and it's so short. It's like mm-hmm. eighty-four minutes. I loved that. Yeah. Casey, did you have a favorite Spinal Tap song? There's so many good ones. I do like Big Bottom. Big Bottom, Big Bottom, talk about bum cakes. My girl's got them. I don't know if that's like technically like the my favorite of the songs but that's the one that go i think of immediately uh, something else i forgot about this movie are all the flashbacks to when they're playing in the 60s that really cracked me up too especially michael mckean's like jaunty yeah he's like always yeah, he's like jaunty shaking head it's like what is going on it's so strange their performances are so good also i think this movie is really good because it doesn't feel sloppy i think a lot of like no. improvised movies or improvised stuff can feel really messy and they do it like it's a really it's so good and like it just feels so well put together they do such a good job of obviously being ridiculous but kind of but playing yes they're playing it so (laughs) seriously that's what's so fun that's and oh and i was reading this on the wikipedia page about how like being called like uh, a spinal tap now is like the ultimate insult you can give an artist like it's like comparing them to Spinal Tap. Like it's become a thing. And like it's kind of a conundrum because like the more seriously you take yourself, the more you become like Spinal Tap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But didn't didn't at the time, a lot of bands were kind of jumping to say that it was based on them. They, bands kind of were looking to sort of claim that they were an inspiration yeah, for Spinal Tap. Yeah, but it Tap. didn't seem like they were mad about it. It seemed like they were like, oh my God, like everyone, it was a weird, yeah, everyone was like, oh my God, this is so accurate. Like, apparently like a lot of guys were like, yes, we got lost on the way to the stage. Like that is real. And like stuff not working. (laughs) Um, yeah, it seems like bands loved it. Like people who took themselves seriously too loved it immediately. I think they probably realized like, if I say this is stupid and bad, then I will be made fun of. You know what I mean? It's like you you have right. to be like, yeah, this is real, you know? <laughs> Do you have I mean, we both talked about how much we love the sandwich scene, the cold cuts, yes, the small that bread. That one just really I, I think you, I really like that, that because I forgot bit? about it. Oh, what would you my say God. is your favorite? What is my favorite? There's just it's like you said it's like non-stop. It's hard to even pick a scene um, oh, I remember. This was the part that made me laugh the most. When Nigel is doing his guitar solo on his yes! back, and he's, like, giving eyes to the the the, um, the roadie to get him hand. up. And he roadie cannot lift him off the ground, and they're kind of spinning around the stage. I was dying. I forgot about that, too. That one just really, That's... that moment made me laugh so hard. <laughs> That's the exact one I was going to say is my favorite bit in the whole movie. <laughs> he bends all the way back. He can't, and he can't get, he's like, I can't help myself. Like, and he's just kind of spinning him around and pushing him onto stuff. Oh my God, that was so how, funny. How is, how is Christopher, so Christopher Guest, who plays Nigel Tufnell, how is he not dying laughing? Yes. Well, I feel like 
his character, at least, I actually think Michael McKeon has a more impressive performance in this role. I think it's a little more understated, but I think he's playing everything so real. Like, Nigel's kind of a mm-hmm. goofball in the movie. He's kind of, like, smirking and kind of like laughing at stuff, sort of. So it's like... A, yeah, and he's he's so dumb. Yeah. And he's, like, he's such an over-the-top but like, adult. Um, like, remember that scene where they're, like... <laughs> Uh, where they're talking about the cover of their new album, and they're saying it's sexist, and he's like, "What's wrong with sexy?" And he, they're like, "No, not sexy, sexist." <laughs> yeah, and but like Michael McKean, I just feel like he played it so, so straight, and like in such a good, like just even talking about the Stonehenge thing being so small, like they're so upset about it, and they're playing that so real. I do not, for one, think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. All right? That tended to understate the hugeness of the object. I really think you're just making a much too big a thing out of it. Making a big thing out of it would have been a good idea. And then the manager's like, <laughs> I really think you're making too much of a big thing out of it. And then Harry Shearer, who plays the bassist, is like, making a big thing out of it would have been a good idea. <laughs> And it's like a throwaway line. Like, it's like, uh, I don't even think the camera is on Harry Shearer at that part. Yeah. You just kind of, like, hear it <laughs> off camera. And then I think it cuts to another oh scene. Oh, my but it's God. So yes, it was so good. I just was so delighted by this movie. I, it's funny to think about the level of fame these people had at the time. Because, like we said, like, Rob Reiner was on All in the Family. But it's like, he was on a sitcom, but he wasn't a director, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, Michael McKean was on Laverne and Shirley, you know, as, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was Squiggy or Lenny. But, like, people kind of, they, they kind of come from, like, this sitcom world. I don't know if people even knew Harry Shearer and Christopher Guest at the time. You was know? Harry she- when did Harry Shearer start on KCRW? Was he on KCRW God. at that time? Or like, was it- 1914. <laughs> um. But you know what I mean, though? It's like this is a it's cool to look back on this because, you know, it's easy now to be like, oh, best in show, a mighty wind. All of those mm-hmm. waiting for Guffman. All of those are like classic comedies. But like at the time, did people even know who Christopher Guest was? You know, I don't think so. I mean, definitely not. I mean, the average person still doesn't know That's who Christopher true. Guest is. But I wonder if the average cinephile or comedy fan at that time probably yeah. didn't even know who Christopher Guest was unless you're really yeah. hardcore. So, yeah, it's just interesting but, looking but back was, on that, you know, like, what that was like coming out then, you know? Just like, yeah. what is this? I don't know. It's just interesting. It's kind of inspiring, too, because it's such a DIY movie. Yeah. And it's such a... I mean, obviously, there is money put into it, and it's it's not... It doesn't, it doesn't look cheap or poorly made. It looks... Like it's done. It's done well. It looks like this could actually be a rockumentary well, about a legitimate band. It was shot by a famous documentarian but, cinematographer. But even independent of that, just the you know the costumes and this the sets for the like the stage sets, the stage pieces. Yeah, I was like, um, I wonder if they shot the all of these live performance shows at the same place. They could have because everything's shot very close. <laughs> Probably, you know. Um, the veteran documentary cameraman Peter Smokler worked as a cinematographer on the film. Smokler had great instincts for camera placement on set, according to Reiner, and is responsible for the film's mm. handheld cinema verite style. Um, Although the cinematographer did not understand what was supposed to be funny about the movie, which I think <laughs> works really well. You know what I mean? Because it it's shot so straightforward, you know? Yeah, it's shot like pretty in a way that's designed to heighten dramatic tension 
when the bandmates are experiencing conflict or when they're upset about a gig being canceled like they really because yeah, they cut job of like in any other movie it would be so tragic yeah and so, and so depressing but it is it's so but funny they cut to like a lot of like reaction shots of like nigel being like huh. or like you know like the, you'll see people's reactions and it's like really you can tell it's like professional documentarian uh you know filming so yeah yeah absolutely Oh, well, just kind of continuing the thought from before. I mean, it's just so inspiring that it's the kind of thing that conceivably almost anyone could make if you have, you know, enough talent and a good enough idea. Yeah. It, it's it's something that, like, you could make with such minimal overhead. And, like, I think, um, not to toot your own horn, or not for me to toot your toot. horn, but I thought Garage was oh, very good. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I had a web series and called Garage. Where it was about a band. Is that on your website? Yeah, they can. can. Watch it on yeah, your they website? can go there. Cool. How? Because I thought there were some very funny scenes. And did you ever have trouble not laughing in any of your uh, exchanges? You know what? I don't remember. It was honestly a while ago when we made those. I think there were certainly times. Yeah. Like, I remember there was a scene where uh, Pat kissed Dan's face where he kept laughing. That was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but we had like kind of rules for shooting those shorter ones where it was like only two takes. Yeah. So we were like, it just has to get done. Um, but gotcha. I don't feel like we did. I guess that makes sense. I mean, you're approaching it from a more like professional. We didn't, but it it just, yeah, it's like the best comedy feels very serious. You know what I mean? Like that's Mm -hmm. why spinal tap is so funny because it's not being played like in real life these things would be serious, you know? And right. that's yeah. what like makes great comedy. I think a lot of bad comedy now is where characters are making jokes in the world of the, f- the s- film or the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. That happens a lot now. It's like, I think that's a really good point. Like I watched, um, it wasn't in the letterbox rundown cause I didn't watch like the whole thing, but I watched like half of Step Brothers twice over the past uh-huh. couple of weeks. Just, it's on Netflix. And I do like Step Brothers. I think it's very funny, but it's, Step Brothers is it's kind of just like other than the Adam Scott character who I think is the best part of Step Brothers, it's kind of just like Dale and Brennan, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley just kind of doing yeah. jokes. And they're funny, but it's it's not it's it's not nearly as funny as something like this is Spinal Tap, where if you as you were saying before, like if you heard of all this happening to a band, it would be kind of tragic. You would kind of Yeah, well them. it reminds me of like like Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn is very guilty of this stuff. It's like characters are making jokes in the movie, like in the world of the mm-hmm. movie, and that to me is not as funny. Like it's funnier when there's a sense of tragedy to it. Like I feel like tragedy right. and comedy are on the opposite sides of the coin where it's like they are actually in balance with one another. And mm-hmm. Spinal Tap is so serious. Like the guys are like having the like it's like the worst time of their life. You know, like yeah, it's uh, remember when they, when they so there's they're they're releasing the new album called Smell yes. the Glove, and their record company won't let them release it with the cover they want because it's sexist. So then they just release it. It's completely black. Yes. And what does Nigel say about the cover? He has a really funny quote. I think he's right. There's something about this that, that that's so black. It's like how much more black could this be? And the answer is none. Oh, Patrick, shall we get to the farty test? Yes, let's do it. Oh, 
Okay. This is the test to determine the fartsiness of a movie, which is our scale that gauges how impenetrable, unapproachable, and generally artsy-fartsy a movie is. We continually add and subtract from this list. It's a living document, much like the Constitution, but much more important. Patrick, is there any music? I wonder, did they play the instruments, do you know? I think they uh, did. In the credits, it said they did. I think they did. They They all knew how to play. And I wonder, it's yeah. just... They all wrote the songs, too. I know for sure they wrote the songs, and I think they played the instruments, too. It's just special. I, did you like A Mighty Wind? I loved A Mighty Wind. I gotta see that one again. That and I think really the music good. in A Mighty Wind is very good, too. Yeah. And you'll see Spinal Tap reunited in A Mighty Wind as the um, the folksman, I think, is what the, gro- the group is well. called. <laughs> There's a puppy in the parlor and a picking out a clown and a bunk 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 Is there suicide? Did any of the drummers die of suicide? I can't remember. I think they mostly exploded. No, but there's there's one there's one quote that's really funny where they're talking about how one of the one of the drummers died. In yes, a freak. that was Ed Baker yes. Jr. Did you see that? <laughs> and then Nigel's like, authority said, best leave it unsolved. Some some murders are best left unsolved. It's a such a like accident. such a low key thing, but it was just the delivery was just perfect. It's just and like, that's yeah, a joke that could be out of control, where it's like all their drummers are dying over the years, but they never they never play that for like like the characters themselves never acknowledge the comedy in it. You know, it's right. like well, you know. People spontaneously combust every year. Dozens they, every dozens, year. And they were just not talking about it. And, it's like, and like when Rob Reiner, who plays the the documentarian, is yeah. interviewing their new drummer in the bath. Yes. What, like, kind of a nice touch. is like, yeah, the boys told me that, you know, they told me about the history of their drummers. And it's like, it shows that it's, it's almost like something that they... they, they they take seriously. They have yeah. concern for. They wanted to make sure that their new drummer had informed yes. consent before joining the band. And my thought was, you know... It can't happen to every drummer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the law of averages. Law of says. averages, yes. <laughs> um, does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this n- movie? No, but there is a lot of like uh, dick outline and uh, big cucumber in ha- Harry Shearer's pants. <laughs> Isn't, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's supposedly based on actual things that happened. I, mm. I think that's one of, Harry Shearer's going through the metal detector at an airport and he keeps going through, and then he has to. He's submitted to the to the wand, and famously he pulls out a cucumber wrapped in tinfoil, foil, which was aluminum to, or tin. Uh, hard to say. <laughs> and you do. I did notice because I knew that scene was coming up. If you look on stage, you you can see it in his pants and a lot yeah. of shows too. <laughs> uh, are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? No, uh, no, no. Who's your favorite random celebrity cameo? Uh, probably, I mean, it's easy to say Billy Crystal. He's um, in it for like two seconds. Yeah, but pro- I mean, I don't know if Fran Drescher counts, but Fran Drescher was very good. Um, wait, who's the guy, Paul, he's the band leader for the David Letterman show? Oh, Paul Schaefer. Yeah, he was kind of funny. Is he the too. one that plays Artie Fufkin? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I'm a f- I am fucked up, I fucked up, you know what, kick <laughs> yeah. my ass. I want that you to kick really my good. ass, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh... Yes. You know what else is funny when they run into the other musician who's like popular <laughs> and they try to shake his hand and like a manager like pushes one of them and it's like, well, we know <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> and it's like, we got to get going. We got to wait in the lobby for the, 
for the bus yeah, to come. He goes, he goes, yeah, we got to get going. We got to go wait in the lobby. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> they didn't even have the respect to make up a lie. Like, <laughs> can Peanut start watching this movie after 8 p.m. without falling asleep? I did. And Very I good. stayed awake for all 82, 84 minutes. Love that. It yeah. is a quick film, too. It goes by fast. So you know, great sight. I love the ending of this movie. It's kind of sweet, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not like overly gushy, but Michael McKean's just kind of like, get back on stage, man. Like, yeah. come on, let's play. And it's like, all right. And they're back, you know? It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And they're playing in Japan. They're having success that they weren't experiencing in the United States. Yes. Loving, adoring crowds. It's charming. It's very charming. Is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so that you could retitle this the. 2013 comedy where the millers no 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 so much of this movie is just sitting in like you're right it's like so cheap it's like so much of this movie is just like sitting and smoking in a room you know Mm -hmm. yeah so there's there's some i mean actually the there's a fair bit of milling because it's there's not a lot of like plot in the traditional sense yeah you know apparently the girlfriend stuff was kind of added later to give it a little more driving tension Mm. interesting i could see that Poster titillation level. Hi. Let me see what the original one was. I, I mean, just the font, I feel like, is high. I'm looking at the original one. Luce is texting me right now, yelling at me that Videotech does, in fact, have 200 cigarettes. So I was wrong. Oh, did you I say said, on the podcast that they didn't? I said I bet they didn't. Oh, I need you to issue a retraction. Okay, so are I you issuing issue a retraction? I got to issue another retraction? Okay, what? Add it to the pile. God. <laughs> Yeah, so for listeners, 200 Cigarettes is available for rent. At Videotech, yes. At Videotech, South Pasadena. Uh, yes, back to the poster titillation. Yeah, I think it, I think it's medium high. Yeah, I mean, that's like a classic Also, classic it's like font. if you don't know what this is about, you could... Yeah. Like, I remember before I knew it was a comedy from the Christopher Guest people, I thought it was a real band. Like, yeah. I thought it was oh, actually... Oh, yeah, absolutely. A, like, when I was a kid, I thought it was a real band when I first heard of it. Patrick, I was so titillated that you and I had the same comedic moments. We were really in sync there. I thought that was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, that was fun. We're on the same frequency. The same. Are we on the same frequency or the same wavelength? We're on both, actually. We're on both, yeah. Just uh, completely synergistic vibrations. You know, the older I get, the more I laugh at physical comedy, I feel like. I like love uh, I think physical I comedy. It's like so pure, you know? Some I of feel my like- favorite... Parts of this movie are just like, I turned to Leah and I was like, just their facial expressions are yes. so funny to me. Like, just like they do, the, they make these little, they make these faces. Like, Nigel has so... this like smiling face when he's performing and he does it when he pops up after he needs help, assistance getting off the ground. Patrick, what's your score for this movie? Um, I'm kind of struggling with this and I could be, Don't. I could be persuaded to change my mind, but I think where I'm going to land is 5.1. 5.1, I was going to say 6. Okay. Because, you know, it's not difficult to understand. And I think people's uh, ability to watch a film like this using this language now is probably lowers the score overall. Just because it's like, you could be like, oh, this is like The Office. You know, it's mm-hmm. like so well known. But prior to those, this it would still be like, what is going on here? You know, the comedic language they're using is so revolutionary. Yeah, I think it's. I think it. I think that's the perfect word for it. Is revolutionary. They are the Shea uh, I really liked Best in Show the first time I saw it and thought it was very funny. But I remember being kind of confounded by the Format. style of it. It, yeah. it took a while to kind of settle in. It's like, okay, where's this? Where's this going? Where's the story? You're looking for a more traditional narrative arc, and this doesn't really. 
give it's it interesting to you. about getting this made. You know, he brought up that they're like early in their careers and stuff. They mm-hmm. made a like short of this to try to get interest, and no one was interested. And then they and basically Rob Reiner had to go to Norman Lear, who did All in the Family, and be like, mm-hmm. help, "Help us, we want to make this." And he helped them get it made. Patrick, next week we're talking about a film on mm-hmm. the show. Yep. And that film's name is The Fountain. By Darren Aronofsky, a film that I doubled, I saw this when I double dipped going to the movie theater. Wow. I I saw this movie in theaters with my high school girlfriend, and that was the last time I saw it, 15 years ago. Me too. I saw it, my double dip was this, and Borat. Which one did you see first? Borat. (laughs) Which? How how was it following up with the I think that was a bummer. It was a Have you wi- seen it since then? I know we'll no, get into it not. next week, but I oh, okay, cool. I'm excited to. And why are we talking about this film, Patrick? So, this is another Patreon, Patron of the Farts sponsored episode. If folks will recall, if you're a patron of the Farts and you Venmo us $100 and, and we, we approve, approve the film. of the film, Casey and I talked about this for weeks on end, whether or not we would approve the fountain. That's not, not really. true. We, are we, I know. we said no, it was immediately. A pretty, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a rubber stamp, but we talked about it. I, I'd say it was a rubber stamp. There was no back and forth. No, because a rubber stamp means you don't even look or you don't even consider. No, it's you said just did, above a rubber stamp. No, you, you, the, a rubber stamp still involves you asking the question, can we talk about this? And then I say, I just said rubber stamp. It, it wasn't but I feel like, like a, a rubber stamp. You don't mm, even look at what's, uh, at what I, you're stamping. You stamp ru- indiscriminately. That's not listeners. Tell us what you think a rubber stamp means to you. I, it was it, it was so um, there there was no space between me saying you saying the movie and me saying yes. There wasn't any hmms or ha's. It was the stamp came down. That's correct. But you thought about it. I didn't have to think about it because right, it's so because... obviously because it was a rubber stamp moment. It was so obviously an art house movie. <laughs> I really really want people to back me up on this. Okay. Even though I'm kind of coming oh, around your side. Oh, damn it. We were going to have for- Manuel on so we could talk about the thing you were wrong about. We'll have him on well, next he, week. He's, he's out of town. I'm picking him up from the airport Fuck. tomorrow. Okay. He's still in LA. Uh, so so we'll, have, we'll have him. Uh, yeah, because I saw Manuel. We, we'll have him on for the Fountain episode. So how should we? Well, we can talk about logistics later. Anyways, we're doing the Fountain next week. Uh, it is another gift sponsorship episode. Yes. It is a gift from a brother to a brother. Who? Um, and Which brother? Which brother? Uh, Weston to his brother Ryan. Oh, I thought it was like one of my brothers did that. How nice! No, no. Uh, they are from San Diego. I love this. Uh, and gifts Weston is gifting his brother Ryan with uh, this treatment of the fountain. This is literally the best gift you could give another person. Yeah, it's it's exploding. It's 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 tearing up the Reddit threads as best gift of the year. Yes, absolutely. You'll find it on like uh, you know Vulture magazine best gifts you can buy your husband. Or Oprah's and stuff. few of my favorite yes, things. Yes, exactly. Fart House. The, Fart House. <laughs> that would be great, Patrick. Please contact Oprah. See if you can get on one of those lists. <laughs> well, oh, ask. Oh no, pa- Alonzo Duralde was on Kelly Clarkson. What? Oh yeah, he he doesn't have. Yeah, he has pulled with Kelly Clarkson. She would also be good. Uh, if a Kelly Clarkson fan somehow stumbled upon this podcast, I think they would call the police. Um, <laughs> But what I was going to say is I hung out with Manuel this week. I know. You don't need to bring it up on the show. You, Dude, you don't need so, to bring it up on the show. And we were texting you and bothering you, and you didn't find it funny at all. No, I didn't think it was funny. It put me it's, in a foul mood. Patrick, it's because we want you to be there. I know, I know. 
and but we did have a great time and <laughs> it was Where so much fun and we went to Highland Park Brewery oh nice and, I had a uh, smash burger. They have a good smash burger there. Their man. smash burger is great. Oh, that that makes me even more jealous. You went to Highland Park Brewery, yes, with our friend Brooke. <sighs> Brooke was you there know too. Her? Brooke was there too. The whole Fuck. gang. We had a great time. We laughed, Patrick. Did you laugh? It felt so good to laugh. Yes, we <sighs> laughed. Uh, that's our show, Patrick. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Farthouse Pod, Instagram, Farthouse Pod, Patrick on Twitter at Patrick R. Mallon. Letterboxd, at PR Mallon. You can Venmo Patrick, Patrick-Mallon, $100, buy an episode, but you must be a patron of the farts, so become a patron of the farts. Patreon.com slash FarthousePod. It's so much fun in there. You can see Patrick's weird shaved video. Oh, yes, that will be posted imminently. You'll be able to see a time-lapse video of me shaving half of my beard off. You can see the greater Austin area judging his weird-looking face. Yeah, I'm now persona non grata. Uh... <laughs> They're wow. all of South Austin. <laughs> Do you remember when Will Forte shaved half his face for The Last Man on Earth? That was a story plot. I don't remember exactly why, but he had his face half shaved for a while out in public, too. No, I don't remember that, but that's that sounds funny. I'm hearing that, excuse me, I'm hearing this new show is really funny, The MacGruber Show. I've watched a few episodes. It is funny. It's just kind of a continuation of the movie, which I love. Mm. Yeah, that and Hot Rod are your two favorites. I don't really like Hot Rod. Have we I been over this? Remember we litigated this? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> My favorite SNL movies are Wayne's World. Hot Rod's not an Man. SNL movie. And Ladies Man. I've never seen Ladies Man. <laughs> Me neither. Um, and Wayne's World and MacGruber. Those are my two faves. Okay. I haven't seen MacGruber. So. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't. You don't Just want Hot to. Rod. No, I'd like to see MacGruber. I don't know we, where to stream it, though. Maybe we can watch it together. Okay. That'd be fun. Fantastic. Patrick, we did it again. We I did. can't believe it. What a great episode. Thank you so great. to Jay Riley. Thank you to Susan Riley. Thank you to those silly Riley boys. Joey Joe. Daddy Boy, Morty Woodwork, and Sammy Law Boy. That's right. I've partied <laughs> with them. They're great men. Great uh, men. Beautiful even men. Even better, beautiful men they are. They're all very attractive men. Was that ever hard growing up having cousins who were like so attractive? Was there any ever competition with like the the Mallon brothers and the Riley brothers, who is more attractive? No. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> how would know. that even manifest? How, how does that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like all six of us, like going for the same woman at a bar or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, not that I know of, but maybe others felt felt differently. I'll I'll check in with them, see if they felt that tension. Seven brothers for seven. What's that? What's that musical? Seven brides for seven brothers. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Of course you don't. Anyways, <laughs> Patrick, have a great rest of your evening. And by the great rest of your evening, I mean the few moments we're going to take a break and then record another episode after this. Uh, yes, enjoy I that wait. time. I will. Well, that's it. We're the Cinephile Cuties signing off. Bye. 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 Bye.